Just call Jaron Jackson Jr. Captain America. Steve Rogers himself, Triple J, the unicorn from Memphis, Tennessee, balling out at Team USA camp. FIBA basketball just weeks away, and Jaron is looking like he is in NBA form. But will that translate to FIBA form? Will that help him get better for the Memphis Grizzlies? And is he indeed Captain America? Is he this iteration of Team USA's best player? We're going to talk about that on this episode of Locked On Grizzlies. Lock in. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is another Monday edition of Lockdown Grizzlies, and we are so excited to have you with us wherever you are checking us out on wherever you get your podcasts over on YouTube. Like, comment, rate, review, subscribe, all those fun things. As proud members of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team each and every day, we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts here on Lockdown Grizzlies. I am Joe Molinax of Bluff City Media. I also contribute over at SB Nation, joined by DeMichael Cole of the Commercial Appeal. There in Memphis, Tennessee. He's the Memphis Grizzlies beat writer for that publication. So glad that you're with us on this Monday. This episode of Locked On Grizzlies is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. DeMichael, it's a great way to start your work week when you yeah. look up and you see over the athletic Joe Varden doing a or an unofficial poll of Team USA camp. And most folks seem to think that Jaron Jackson Jr. is the best player out there at training camp for Team USA. Now, we're going to talk more about that later in the show. But just the overall article, again, Joe Varden wrote it at The Athletic. If you're not already subscribed to The Athletic, you most certainly should be. Uh, I'm still kind of mad at them for not having a Memphis section, but that's neither here nor there. We don't have the time for that. Uh, But it is cool to see other people recognizing the growth of Jaron, not just literally, but also as a basketball player, the article itself is well worth the read, and it'll put Grizzlies fans in a good mindset to start off their week that the guy that's going to have to carry the torch for the Grizzlies going into the start of next season with John Morant being suspended looks already to be in midseason form. Yeah, it's a, it's been pretty much all positives when you talk about Jaron Jackson Jr. at Team USA camp. Uh, if you've been following closely what's been happening with Team USA over there, uh, the first quote-unquote, big news that you probably heard was when the select team uh, comprised of actually some pretty good young players, you know, uh, Kate Cunningham, uh, Jalen Duran, and, you know, just a bunch of talented guys uh, in that second group. But they beat uh, they beat the big team. You know, they beat the, the FIBA World Cup 2023 team in two, I believe, 10-minute scrimmages there were. So people were like, oh, you know, what's, what's, what's going on? But – once the dust settled, uh, I think one move that was made was, I think, saw reports where uh, Steve Kerr moved Anthony Edwards into the starting lineup, which I don't know why Anthony Edwards wasn't in the starting yeah. lineup the entire time. But I think the starting lineup with Anthony Edwards, they took out Cam Johnson and put in Anthony Edwards. So now, uh, at least from what I've seen and heard, it's Jalen Brunson, Anthony Edwards, uh, Mikael Bridges, Brandon Ingram, and Jaron Jackson Jr. And, and that's one hundred percent what it should have been all along. For the record, like that's yeah, that might I, be the definition of Steve Kerr overthinking this thing. That's hey, it's 
It's not nothing new if you've been following Steve Kerr uh, for True. a while here. But listen to those names we just said. Uh, I mean, at point guard, Jalen Brunson, who mm-hmm. clearly just established himself as an upper tier point guard this past year. There and are some yeah. people that incorrectly say that Jalen Brunson is better than John Morant, or they'd rather have Jalen Brunson than John I remember Morant that stage of their career. I, I remember and, and, that. For the record, I do not say that. I think it's ridiculous. Don't get mad at me in the comments, please. No, I'm, no, no. I am agreeing with DeMichael and all of you that I would much rather have John ja Morant than Jalen Brunson, even with all that Morant is going through. Carry exactly. on. Exactly. And then you got Anthony Edwards, one of the top rising stars in the game. That's, he's love his two-way game. Uh, Brandon Ingram, all-star. Mikael Bridges, I don't have to speak that much on Mikael no. Bridges. We know how you love Mikael Bridges, as as as, as much as anyone, I, I daydream him. about Mikael Bridges. Mm. In a, not, what I what could have been, right? Proud, but what might have been, absolutely. Mm. And then there's Jaron Jackson Jr. So you listen to those names that we just said, and the fact that he is standing out in a group like that is noteworthy to me. Uh, Jaron's game, as I said, and as you've said in the past, you know the physicality. I think will be good for him because we talked in the past about how. You know, physicality hasn't been the biggest strength of his game until this right. past season. He really uh, showed that growth where he, he showed, hey, I can play bully ball too. I think the comp that you've kind of used in the past was like a, a Giannis light or something like that. Is, that. is that exactly what you used? Yeah, yeah. And, and just going off of that, like you started to see more of those flashes like this past season where it's like these dudes are just too little. But – uh. His game is tailor-made. I mean, the playmaking and the fact that Team USA is playing him at the five, it allows him to expand his game to levels we haven't even seen with the Grizzlies. Right. And we'll talk more about that yeah. as we go through the show. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's certainly several things that the Michael and I have already discussed that we're excited about Jaron doing when it comes to FIBA. But there's surprisingly one glaring omission that we haven't mentioned as often that some of our listeners and viewers on the on lockdown grizzlies are probably screaming as they listen you have to talk about this well we will get to it on this edition make sure you stick around as we uh, close out the show here in a bit but to michael i think you know before we get to if jaron is truly the best player on the team mm. that's an important distinction to make right like in this particular run of basketball jaron jackson jr was voted the best player mm-hmm. but when you hear names like jalen brunson Mikel bridges Anthony Edwards, who just signed a max contract extension, uh, Brandon Ingram, former All-Star. You have a lot of talent around Jaron, and Jaron's no slouch in terms of accolades, right? right? Reigning Defensive Player of the Year yeah. certainly carries a lot of water. I'm curious to see as scrimmages happen, you know, with other countries, as the actual tournament begins, how they utilize Jaron. And obviously, we'll be breaking down the games here on Lockdown Grizzlies mm-hmm. because. FIBA World Cup basketball is uh, uh, manna from heaven <laughs> in, in the dog days of the NBA yeah. offseason. Yeah. So we're definitely going to be analyzing it. Uh, I, I'm I'm curious to see how Steve Kerr, you know, the guy Me that too. wanted to start Cam Johnson instead of Anthony Edwards. You get, hey, he's, still, give him, give him, he's probably just testing the waters. <laughs> well, Cam Johnson's a good basketball player. I'm not really trying good. to say he's really not. Good but, mm-hmm. Right. And I'm sure that's why Steve Kerr. Anyway, I digress. Uh I'm curious to see it's like having a celebrity shot when you're playing, you know, soda pong for, for our family friendly audience or something like that. Or you, mm-hmm. you, you phone a friend on who wants to be a millionaire. I just dated right. myself. Uh, the, the idea of a new coach 
taking this exact same pl- talented player, different rules in FIBA, as we've alluded to before, mm-hmm. but how Steve Kerr and his staff views Jaron Jackson and how they use him compared to how Taylor Jenkins utilized him. I think that that's going to be really interesting to watch. And again, on the international stage, it's a little bit different, mm-hmm. but it's still a different coaching set of eyes, a different scheme, same player. How will Jaron look different compared to his Memphis uh, run that he gets every season, obviously, as a member of the Grizzlies. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see that, too, because here's the thing. If you're familiar with Team USA and just the, the last 15, 20 years of Team USA basketball, mm-hmm. uh, big men don't get fed the ball. It's it's very much the guards, the forwards doing a lot of the scoring. And the right. bigs, they get rebounds. They dive. You know, they set screens. They dive, do a couple pick-and-pops uh, three-pointers, but it, you, you go through the history of Team USA, whether it's the Olympics, whether it's the World Cup teams. Uh, it's Kevin Durant. It's Devin Booker, Jason Tatum right. in recent years. It's Donovan Mitchell. You know, it's it's LeBron. It's Carmelo Anthony. It's those guys. If you you go back to, what was that, 08, where Dwight Howard was clearly one of the most dominant players, you know, on that redeemed team. But his role, there, there, was, there wasn't post-touches uh, for him. That he was just cleaning the glass and just throwing down dunks over people. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see because Jaron has, as we've kind of gotten to know, Jaron has guard skills. So yeah. you, you can give him the ball and allow him to to operate in, in you know certain situations like the guard. We've seen Jaron, you know, uh, he loves to face up and things like that. But what Team USA has done historically, if you go back to the last 15 or so years, uh, it's just a lot of the, the five is basically someone who's going to protect the rim, catch lobs. That's pretty much your role. But that's not really Jaron. So I want to see how that meshes. Does Jaron become like just that type of rim running guy with this team? Or is he going to be that guy where he's like, look, I'm not like uh, those past centers. They had Tyson Chandler, you know, at center. They had DeAndre Jordan, you know, those type guys. I'm not like those guys. Or Bam Adebayo. I, I got a little bit more to my bag. Well, and as we've mentioned before, the, the- – Team USA is under new management, right? Mm-hmm. Grant Hill, Steve Kerr, we mentioned a moment ago. So it's important to point out that maybe they will look different. Maybe things will be operating a little bit different. Obviously, Kerr has been part of Popovich and Krzyzewski's staffs in the past. Uh, so I think that maybe there won't be too much change. But at the same time, again, different set of eyes, different people constructing the roster. It's going to be interesting to uh, watch it all play out. And we're excited to be covering it here for you on Lockdown Grizzlies. How Jaron lines up with the fellow starters, other members of Team USA, how Jaron actually may be Captain America, Mr. United States. Is he the best player on this FIBA roster? Not just right now in terms of training camp, but period. We're going to talk about that next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. But first, this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is brought to you by FanDuel. Football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. You can use those bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and much more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. When we come back here on Locked On Grizzlies, we will talk Jaron Jackson Jr., best player on Team USA. Is that a true statement? We're going to break it down next. Stick with us. Welcome back to Locked on Grizzlies. I am Joe Molinax, one of your hosts, joined by my co-host, Michael Cole, 
the commercial appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. I, of course, of Bluff City Media. And we'll be grinding forth with you all August. Again, not uh, not every day. Hopefully all of you will understand and appreciate and, and uh, forgive us for not being with you every day in, in these dog days. But we will be with you most days, a majority of days during the week. Of course, we're here with you right now, and we're going to enjoy this time together. And to Michael, we're talking about Jaron Jackson Jr. being dominant, according to Joe Varden of uh, The Athletic. An unofficial poll conducted Jaron, the most impressive player at Team USA training camp to this point. We were talking about that roster, and I'll read it off again here. We've got Paolo Banchero, yep. Mikael Bridges, Bridges Jalen Brunson, Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, a name that we haven't mentioned. Maybe he'll be like a sixth man for this group, and that's a pretty darn good sixth man. Josh Hart, got to love Josh Hart as an energy defense guy. Brandon Ingram, the aforementioned, Jaron Jackson Jr., Cam Johnson, inexplicably starting instead of Anthony Edwards, Walker Kessler, uh, Bobby Portis, who's there just for the vibes, and another guy who's there because Desmond Bain can't be is Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves. Um, and, yes, I said that. So you can let the Lakers folks know that I said that. It, it, yeah, they won the series, but trust me. How about, if Desmond how about, Bain was 100% healthy, Austin Reeves is not. How about we bring one of the brothers on and, and we, you know, we have idea. that conversation? We have yeah. that Bain Reeves conversation, mm-hmm. but I'm, I think I'm with that's that might be a good finals Wednesday uh, here this month in the next couple of weeks. That's a good, good idea there to Michael. So anyway, I just read off the roster after getting mad at Austin Reeves for no reason. It's not his fault. Um, I, I'm I'm going to do a quick ranking to Michael, and, and you certainly don't have to do it this way because I'm putting you on the spot a little bit here. We didn't talk about this before the show. Uh, I, I'm going to do a top three. Okay. I, I think my number three right now, and it's important to specify right now, because Brandon Ingram, you could probably argue, has had a little more success overall than this player. But number three for me is Jalen Brunson. Uh, he, he had a tremendous season, and he's probably tied with Anthony Edwards in that same way. When I look at those two guys, obviously very different games, but in terms of the level right. of impact, right, the type of player they are, I think right. if you want to say Edwards instead of Brunson, I'm okay with that. So those uh, – I'm doing a top four. Okay. Those two are tied for ah, Brunson on, and Edwards. I'm already copying. I, I, I know. Come on, Joe. Come on. I know. So Brunson and Edwards are tied for third. Mikel Bridges is number two because he's Mikel Bridges. And I love Mikel Bridges. And I think that he has a game that is really impressive and is going to flourish in FIBA just like it has in the NBA. I've got Jaron Jackson Jr. number one. Oh, wow. And I, I don't think it's that crazy. You know, I, I do think you can make an argument for Bridges over Jaron, but you have the reigning defensive player of the year. You have a guy who has a level of experience that a lot of these guys, um, you know, that are comparable to him, like Anthony Edwards. Edwards doesn't have the same level of experience that right. Jaron does, even though Jaron's still relatively young. And I just really think while you can make an argument for Bridges in front of Jaron, I would prefer that versatility. He, because of the FIBA rules and there being no goaltending, his skill set is just mm. tailor-made Taylor for made. this style of basketball. And I think that's what, again, FIBA-specific, best player in terms of FIBA basketball, I think Jaron is number one on this roster. I I really do believe that he's the most important player for them. What say you? Uh, I like what you said at the end. He's the most important player. I, I can agree with that because uh, 
to me, there is a drop off from Jaron to Walker Kessler. Oh yeah, that's and, not even contest. And, and Bobby Portis. There's a there's there's a bigger drop off than going from Brandon Ingram uh, and Mikael Bridges, you know, to to Bancaro and and Cam Johnson, you know, yeah. so to speak, and, and things like that, and Anthony Edwards and you know Jalen Brunson and, and all those guys. Uh, I think there there are a few guys, and and here's how I want to address this because. He was voted the most impressive player there uh, because of, you know, his performance. And you talked about how we've talked about how his game fits there. To me, it's three guys that stand out. And it's not not the guy. Mikael Bridges is a guy who I think great NBA player. Feeble, he'll be fine, but he's not going to stand out as much. You know, he, he he's, he's not going to stand out as much. Team USA, historically speaking, the way they've kind of just dominated opponents is with their athleticism. You will hear, you know, I follow a, a, a lot of pro players across the world who don't play in the NBA. And a lot of them say the same things to me where they say the NBA isn't necessarily the most talented players in the world. It's pretty much the most freakishly athletic guys who have a good combination of skill mixed with that athleticism. Like, that's a lot of the NBA guys. Like, no offense to Bismack Biombo, but there are a lot of centers overseas right now who can hook shot you, hit, hit you with turnarounds, and Busy isn't doing that. But Busy is a nice athlete who can block shots and, and rim run, and, you know, his game fits the NBA. With all that being said, with all that being said uh, here, I think for me, the top three – are Jaron Jackson Jr., Tyrese Halliburton. Ooh. I, I, Tyrese has game, man. I, they, he's, oh, on he's, that, he's on that. He's on that second unit for a reason. He averaged over he's 10 assists per game. On that second unit, I think, you know. and honestly, there, he might end up uh, overlapping Jalen Brunson in the starting lineup, potentially. But, you know, that's, a, that's another conversation. Uh, I do agree with you that Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, right now is the best player. There, I will say this though. I will say it's very close to me between him and Anthony Edwards. Yeah, I think I I honestly want to say Anthony Edwards, but the fact that he wasn't in the starting lineup is it's it's weird to me. But just how Jaron Jackson Jr.'s game is tailor made for uh, FIBA basketball, I think Anthony Edwards is because he's that Dwayne Wade. He's mm. that that you, you remember how Dwayne Wade would come off the bench and dominate yep. games for the redeemed team. And, you know, just historically speaking, the LeBron James, those superb athletes, that's where Team USA separates itself. You're going to play a bunch of other countries who have players can who can knock down open three-pointers and things like that. You're not going to play a bunch of teams who have a 6'5", 230-pound shooting guard who's faster than the opposing team's point guard and jumps higher than the opposing team's power forwards and centers. That's Anthony Edwards. I think he he's going to be the leading scorer potentially. Uh, I think Brandon Ingram will be in that conversation as well. But you talk about converting defense to offense. That's what I'm thinking about. And Anthony Edwards and Jaron Jackson Jr. in their league are in a league of their own in that category. Tyrese Halliburton is going to be the best creator of offense. Which I was reading, you know, about the struggles of Team USA when they're playing a select team, and it's the struggles a lot of us probably expected. Is they don't they don't have a lot of those natural shot creators, they have some, you know, they have B.I., they have uh, Ben Carroll can get his own shot and whatnot. 
they have, you know, Anthony Edwards. Uh, Mikael Bridges has done it more as of late, but it's not what he's been known for in his career. So with that, all that being said, I think Anthony Edwards and Jaron Jackson Jr. are the two who really stand out above the rest. And so you can make a strong argument that Jaron Jackson Jr. is the guy. Jaron Jackson Jr. is Mr. USA, as you said, partner. Anthony Edwards, you're exactly right, especially because you've talked a lot about on Lockdown Grizzlies how Team USA at least historically has scored. A lot of isolation basketball. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. I can't think Transition. of many dudes mm-hmm. across the world, you know, the guys that can defend him in the NBA could obviously defend him in FIBA. Uh, he's going to be very difficult to defend from this level of basketball. And I, I do agree that the type of impact that Jaron can have, especially defensively, Edwards can have offensively because of his – and defensively. And, and yeah, absolutely. I do think that if you were to sub out uh, Brunson and put in Halliburton, uh, that, that is interesting. I, I, I'm intrigued by that because of Halliburton's size. You know, obviously Brunson, 6'2", more traditional point guard. Halliburton, more of a combo guard, bigger frame. Uh, that, playmaking. That is, yeah. Playmaking, obviously, that's a real strength of his. So I, I am intrigued by that and i'm also intrigued by brandon ingram as the four because team usa is pretty tiny when you think about it jaron jackson jr being the center that i always have wanted is an exciting thing you get your wish yeah yeah and we're gonna see how it works next to an even smaller stretch four in brandon ingram but you know we've talked about jaron improving as a playmaker as a screener all these things that fiba can help jaron jackson jr with there's one glaring omission to michael that you and i have not discussed as much we're going to talk about that next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. Stay with us. Welcome back to Lockdown Grizzlies. I am Joe Mullinax, your co-host for this Monday edition of the podcast, joined by my host that is a co as well to Michael Cole, the commercial appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. He is the Memphis Grizzlies beat writer for that publication. Follow him on Twitter at Demichael C. You can follow me on Twitter at Joe Mullinax. Thank you so much for being with us each and every day that we are available here in the dog days of the NBA offseason. We're talking Jaron Jackson Jr. and his work at Team USA training camp in preparation for the FIBA World Cup coming up beginning later this month towards the end of August. I think August 24th to 25th is when the first games get underway. Uh, DeMichael, I have been banging the drum of needing to see Jaron become a better playmaker. That's been something that going back to the Lakers series. We had a whole episode. Yeah, correct. Uh, for you, I know you've talked a lot about screen setting, being more yeah. of that traditional big, finding ways to help John Morant, because that's one of the elephants in the room, right? Like those two guys, it's not going yeah. to get better this season, obviously. Um, the time together, the chemistry on the court, it's not what you would expect from a top 15 or so guard and a top 30 or so big man. You, It's just not there yet. For I always reason. say Bain has – to me, Bain has more chemistry with each of those guys than those two guys have with each other. I would agree, and it sounds like a subject for an, a future episode of Lockdown Grizzlies. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do think that something that everybody has talked about, Jaron, needing to get better at, and we, you and I, just haven't said it on this show, is his rebounding, right? Yeah. That is something that I will be fully honest. That's the thing I care least about because I think the Grizzlies do a really good job in terms of team rebounding, gang or, you know, gang attacking the board. They do. Uh, John Morant, Desmond Bain, both are mm-hmm. very good rebounding guards. Uh, John Conchar, we've talked about here before about how good of a rebounder he is when he plays. 
So they, they have rebounded well as a team. Obviously, Steven Adams is the major piece of that. Yeah. Jaron is going to be the guy. Like we mentioned, Brandon Ingram being the four next to Jaron as the five in the starting lineup. Mikael Bridges is a solid rebounder, of course, and I, I do think that you'll see Anthony Edwards get down and, and try to get the ball in his hands as quickly as possible for those transition opportunities. But for Jaron to be the main piece of that front court rebounding, because he's the five, how he attacks the glass, how he becomes an outlet passer in those transition opportunities for Team yeah. USA to take full advantage of their athletic advantage, because they're going to have an athletic advantage literally every game. There may not be, as you alluded to, there may not be a skill advantage every game, mm -hmm. but there will be an athletic advantage every single time out. They got to maximize that. How do you do that? You get out and you run. How do you get out and run best? Watch Kevin Love outlet passes. <laughs> you know, Steven Adams has gotten pretty good at it. Mm -hmm. uh, Anthony Davis is pretty good at it for the Lakers. So how do you get out and move? You got to be able to get the board, find your pass, and create the, uh, create the possession through that passing lane. We haven't seen Jaron do that a ton. So I do think that can tie to the playmaking a little bit, but just the ability to get that rebound and be that key cog in your extra possession on the offensive end, no extra possessions for the opponent on the defensive end, uh, way of playing the five position, Jaron hasn't been asked to do that a ton. That's a real point of growth for him, I think, going into FIBA. Yeah, uh, Joe, as the kids would say, you're, you're spitting right now. You're, you're spitting. I'm spitting. Spitting hot we, fire. I'm keeping it 100, right? 100, is that right? Or is it 100? You, you, no, it's 100. You're keeping it 100. 100. I'm keeping yeah. it 100. Keeping yes. it 100, yeah. So, and we and we haven't we haven't we haven't taken it there with Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah, we talked about all these areas of improvement, and you hit on a big one. And here's why, personally, I haven't emphasized it as much because you said you haven't cared about it that much, right? Uh, pretty much, Stephen Adams, like he's like a mistake cover upper. Right. Like <laughs> Stephen Adams exists is a major reason why it's, we don't talk about it. Honestly, like. I feel like if I played the four, the Grizzlies still would be one of the top rebounding teams in the NBA if I played the four alongside of Stephen Adams. But <laughs> with all that being that, – that's just – it's more about how good Stephen Adams is and it masks like, oh, you don't need Jaren to, to be this great rebounder. And it's not even just Stephen Adams. I've said – I think I've said in the past, and you just touched on it, the Grizzlies to me are one of the best guard rebounding teams in the league because Ja isn't necessarily just a guard rebounder who – the ball comes off the rim and he goes straight to him. Ja will go up and get it over people. And and Dez will go in there and get dirty. John Conchar, we already know that. So uh they're a really good rebounding team around Jaron to the fact to the point where he hasn't had to be a great rebounder. But when Steven Adams went down, it showed. It showed. It showed. It, it, the Grizzlies struggled to rebound and he got this 6'11 guy. This massive wingspan, two two hundred and forty plus pounds, and he's not dominating on the glass, you know, as you would expect. So, uh, guess what? In FIBA, you, you're gonna play some, you're gonna play some big boys. Like Spain, Spain's got some big boys over there. I know they got an exhibition game against Spain, uh, and, and several other countries. Serbia, uh, they got some big dudes over there, and I can't wait to see how Jaren one handles that physicality in order to put himself in position to rebound the basketball, how strong he is. I want to see how aggressive he is on the offensive class, too. Uh, that's just – these are things we haven't really seen Jaren do much of and haven't been 
emphasized as big parts of his games. I was waiting on you to pull up the numbers for us. That's what I was waiting on. Uh, so I, was, I, I know Joe's got the Put numbers me on, on the there. spot. Put me I, on I, the spot. I know. I know numbers for. I know you. you got the numbers because they're they're going to uh. show. It. We already know the numbers don't lie. They're going to show that uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. has has room to grow as a rebounder, and that's okay because again, personnel wise, you know it's it's fine with the Grizzlies. But this can take the Grizzlies to another level. I think it's it's eventually another conversation we can have closer to the season. But with Stephen Adams back and Jaron being put in this position now, where he has to become a better rebounder, it take take me back to. The year the, the Lakers won the, the championship in the bubble, I believe that was 2020. Uh, Anthony Davis played the four a lot of that run, and that's kind of what put them because the Lakers won a great field goal percentage shooting uh, team right. that year offensively. Uh, they had Anthony Davis at the four, and you would put guys like Dwight Howard, you know, at the five, and teams just couldn't deal with that because because you got to keep both of those guys off the glass relentlessly and. And that's just too tough. Like, teams couldn't deal with that. Whereas yeah. with Steven Adams, teams are able to send a couple bodies at him, and they don't worry about Jaren as much. Yeah, the, the numbers don't lie. Uh, we yeah. have a 29th percentile. This is cleaning the glass. That's my personal favorite. Uh, 29th percentile in field goal offensive rebound percentage, and that means what percentage of his teams miss field goals at the player rebounds. That's 5.8%. That's, you know, better than it was the previous season. Yeah. And then in terms of defensive rebounding percentage, he was at 16%. That's 38th percentile. So mm. he's never been great at it. He has gotten better. Uh, for example, his sophomore season, he was in the 10th percentile in defensive rebounding. So mm. he, he, he's better, but it's not an area of his game that you would say, yeah, still, that guy still is a long really way to go, good. Yeah. But a friendly reminder, and I know you know this, Michael. He's 24 years old in like a month mm-hmm. or so, right? A few yeah. weeks. Uh, he's still very young. So while he has been in the league for a long time, uh, he's a young veteran player in the National yep. Basketball Association, and there's definitely still room for him to develop and grow. And I think FIBA is going to be a wonderful opportunity for that. Uh, the fact he's healthy, that he can do this. You know, I know you've talked about minute restrictions and things like that. Yeah. I don't care as much about that, to be totally honest with you. I want yep. the guy to go play and compete and be the best version of himself he can be so that when he comes to training camp in a month and a half or so, he's going to be in a position to really dominate the way the Grizzlies are going to need him to dominate if they're going to do more than just survive the first 25 games of the season without John Morant. Thank you so much for checking out Locked on Grizzlies. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Also check us out on YouTube, like, comment, rate, review, subscribe, all those fun things as proud members of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day. And thank you, dear everydayer, for coming to Locked On Grizzlies every time you get a ping on your phone and notification. A new podcast is dropped. A new episode is live on YouTube. Continue to stick with us throughout the summer as we talk Grizzlies basketball here on Locked On Grizzlies. And to Michael. I think for our next episode, uh, Finals Wednesday is in order. We, we, uh-huh. we're, we're due a Finals Wednesday here in a couple days. And I do think that we could maybe take the same idea, you know, under-discussed aspects mm-hmm. of games, Jaron's rebounding that we haven't talked as much about. What are some things that we need to see Desmond Bain get mm-hmm. better at? What are some things you need to see John Morant 
get yeah. better. I can at. think of a couple for Luke Kennard too. There you go. Yeah. Some things that have that haven't been as discussed. Maybe we dive yeah. a little deeper and try to find those extra inches that are everywhere around us. Uh, to quote any given Sunday, uh, one of my favorite movies. If you're yeah. going to win a championship, somebody's going to have to make a drastic change and shout out to Willie Beeman, man. That's right, and make a change that perhaps you didn't foresee coming. So maybe we we dive into some of these key players and. Similar to Jaron's rebounding, we haven't discussed that as much until just now. Maybe we discuss some other areas of growth for other Grizzlies on this uh, coming Wednesday edition of the show. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I, I love the sound of that. And you know what? Like with this team, it's so easy to have that conversation because they're all so young. Like right. there are there. I mean, with David Roddy, Jake Moravia, that whole second year potential jump group there's the third year guys so many guys that we can have this conversation about so i'm honestly looking forward to how we squeeze that into that 30 minute window well maybe we just need to make it a two-parter who knows partner maybe it'll be a finals friday as well (laughs) on lockdown grizzlies tis the season to stretch out content as best you can but that, that that's a little too inside baseball you're here wanting to listen and talk memphis grizzlies basketball and we appreciate you hanging out with DeMichael and myself on this Monday edition of Locked on Grizzlies. Do just that. Until next time, which will be our finals Wednesday later on this week. That's DeMichael. I'm Joe. Stay locked in, Grizzlies fans. Catch Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.